Hi, my name is Shlomo Salsa, founder of Purpose Creates Impact, host of the Teenage Impact Podcast, where you will find the inspiration to get over your struggles as a teenage kid. I was bullied, had anxiety, depression, had friends pass away, and battled confidence issues for a majority of my life. Whether you have the same issues as me, feel lonely, face challenges in your home or in school, I'm going to be interviewing people who overcame these struggles and provide you with tips on how you can overcome yours. By the end of this episode, I want you to rate and comment on what you think of the podcast. This will allow the podcast to be ranked higher and serve more teenagers. Hi, this is Shlomo Salson, the host of the Teenage Impact Podcast. Uh, uh, today's topic is going to be a sensitive uh, subject for most people. It's about losing a loved one, uh, one of your loved ones passing away. I can't talk from experience of, from losing a close family member because n- that's never happened yet. I've lost distant family members or family members who I really didn't see, so it didn't affect me as much. But I have lost four of my closest fraternity brothers when I was 22 years old, about five and a half years ago. Losing a loved one is never easy, whether it is a family member, whether it's a friend, whether it's a classmate, whether it's someone that you really looked up to, whoever it may be. As soon as you lose a loved one, your instant reaction could be different for everyone depending on who who they are as a person you can feel angry you can feel sad you can feel confused you can question life you might question god there's so many different things that might be running through your mind when you as soon as you lose that loved one and the grieving process is always hard because you're trying to cope with a loss of a loved one while going through life while going through your day-to-day responsibilities, going to class, going to work, doing your homework, doing your extracurricular activities. It's tough grieving over that loss of a loved one and going through life at the same time. I've always, when I was younger, I always saw other people pass away that I wasn't really close to. And I didn't really know the meaning of life until four of my best friends passed away. I've seen other people go through it, and I thought it was just a part of life. But when it hits you, it hits close to home. And it changes you. It it could change you for the worse, or it could change you for the better, depending on what you choose on how it changes you. I was 22. I was about to graduate. It was my uh, fifth and final year of college. I was three months away from graduating. And four, that's when four of my uh, fraternity brothers passed away. Uh, one was my little brother in the fraternity. Two were, I was, I guess, called a pledge master. I brought in a class into the fraternity. And two of them uh, were guys I brought in. Another one was just a close fraternity brother. I always slept over his house and we always talked about life. But I remember this day still closely I can talk about it without being sad because I think I've gotten to that point where, um, you know, I think about it, but I 
don't really get sad over it, but that, that, that happened within time. It was about five and a half years ago. I was, uh, it was, I just started a job as a door to door sales guy and I was shadowing someone. It was my first day and there was this social event going on between, uh, my fraternity and the other fraternity, another fraternity in someone else's apartment. It was like game night or something. And they ordered pizza. We just had a good time, played board games, all, all kind of stuff. I went to the apartment. I was actually going to go because I was just too tired. But I said, you know what? Let me just go. So I went. I saw everyone there. They ordered pizza. We had a good time. Uh, three out of the four fraternity brothers were at that social event. And I remember seeing my little brother, my little brother's has told me, hey, you should you should come out tonight. You know, we're gonna have we're gonna have a good time. Um I was considering it. I really wanted to go, but at the same time I was really tired. I just came from work. It's my first day. I just told him, you know what? I'm I'm gonna pass for now, but thanks for the invite. So I, I didn't go. Little did I know that it was my last time seeing three of those guys out of the four fraternity brothers because when I, I went home I went to a friend's house I went went back home fell asleep on my parents couch watching tv my, when I woke up my phone was dead and then I went upstairs to charge my phone to my bedroom I was brushing my teeth I came back looked at my phone I had missed calls and text messages saying hey call me back as soon as possible this was a, I think around 3 30 4 o'clock in the morning I Called one of the fraternity brothers back, and then he told me what happened. He said, uh, Unky, Jobin, Unky, Jobin, Jim, Demi were driving on the highway, you know, after coming back. And there was a white SUV going 120 miles per hour the wrong way on the highway and collided with them head on, and everyone died on impact. I didn't believe them. I, I didn't believe him at first. I thought he, it was just some sick joke that uh, he was playing on me because I know uh, sometimes the fraternity brothers might just play pranks and jokes with each other. And I thought it was just one of those pranks. I hope it was one of those pranks. Didn't believe him. He said, come over my place. Um, everyone's meeting up there. And his place was also one of the guys who was in the car in a car accident. I told my parents, hey, my friends got into a car accident. I really have to go. So I rushed out, put my shoes on, rushing out. And a million things are running through my mind. Is this real? If it's not real, why are they playing this cruel prank on me? And the whole time I'm thinking it's a joke. That It's a joke. It's a joke. As soon as I got to his place, I saw about 10 other fraternity brothers were just all circled around. And they said, they told me what happened where they were just driving on the highway and a white SUV collided with them. And I said, is everyone dead? Is it confirmed? And, and they said, yes, it's, it's confirmed. And that's when I lost it. I took like um, 10 steps, you know, towards the other direction and just started bawling out crying. I, I really didn't know how to react. It was just like I, I just saw them all. I saw three of them a few hours ago, uh, five hours ago, and then I saw another one like a few days ago. 
I probably cried maybe for a few minutes and I stopped and I just like started thinking. I didn't know like what to think. It was just really, really overwhelming. And that whole day was went by so fast, but yet so slow during that time. That's when they started calling all the parents, everyone who was close to them. We had to let everyone know, the other fraternity brothers in the chapter know. Two of the family, one or two of the families drove from uh, Orlando to Tampa, Florida, and just hearing the mothers cry, the family members cry, and it's a sound that you never get out of your head because you replay that moment over and over and over again. And that whole day was just from notifying people to receiving text messages saying, I'm sorry for your loss, to um, gathering the fraternity brothers stuff and making sure the family members um, have their stuff ready for them to take from their apartment, just stuff like that. And then the funeral services were probably the hardest, not because I lost uh, a loved one, but just seeing the four parents bury their children while they were anywhere from 20 to 22 years old. They were taken so young. And from a guy who was intoxicated, he was under the influence of drugs. He was just mad. He stole his, he was at a party and he stole his friend's vehicle because he was mad at something. And then he just started driving and he's driving on the wrong way at 120 miles per hour. And then it was actually on YouTube, the whole accident. And I didn't want to see it for the longest time, but then I finally found the courage to see it. But seeing the family members bury their children and seeing them like a sense of hopelessness that they couldn't do anything, that they just lost someone they've raised and loved for such a long time. That is probably the hardest part. Part Losing someone is hard, but when you see parents bury their children, that's just a whole nother level of grief. I went to therapy uh, that semester. I was uh, going through a rough time because I was supposed to graduate with my little brother at that time. We were always talking about moving. We were talking about graduating together, all, all these kind of things. But it it didn't happen. And life is life, you know. There's life hit by so fast. But I can tell you positive things did come out of it. You just have a new appreciation of life because life can end at any given moment. I thought life was, when I was younger, I thought life was always going to end when we were older. I thought natural death was probably the only death because you think you're untouchable. You think when you're growing up, you think you're untouchable. You can't get into a car accident. Um, Things cannot happen to you. But ever since then, I've heard about other fraternity brothers I wasn't too close with, but I knew died from cancer, died from uh, going on vacation. I've seen friends, other family members um, 
their lives taken away from them from an unfortunate circumstance. I've you you start seeing when you grow up all these deaths happening around you, and then you realize that you're not untouchable. That life can end in any given second. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to cry about it? Are you going to think about when death is going to happen? Or are you going to make the best out of life? And I can tell you, I've learned about three lessons from going through this whole experience. And other people could experience other lessons. And it's all up to that person. But I I want to share with you three lessons I've learned. I've learned that when you put life in perspective, that these small arguments do not matter. When you argue with your classmate or when you argue with a friend or when you argue with a parent or when you argue with your sibling, whatever you might be arguing about, whatever grudge you might be holding against that person, it's not worth it to hold on to it for such a long period of time. Because not, not to say that you don't have a right to argue. You know, argument is healthy. But don't hold on to the grudge after you argue. Because it can be as simple as that person could be into their car and an accident in a life ended. Would you want that last memory to be with that person of an argument you had with that person. No. So whatever you, you're arguing over, whether it's money, whether it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend, whether it's something stupid that happened after class or in class, it's not really worth it. It's not worth it to hold a mini grudge on someone because their life could be ended. And when that life when that does happen, how are you going to feel? You're most likely going to feel crappy. And I've actually known some of the fraternity brothers who had grudges with other people and they regret that decision. And trust me, life is short. Put it in perspective. Is that small problem going to be an issue five to 10 years from now? If it's not, then let it go. Number two, uh, I have this quote by Steve Jobs, it says, do what you enjoy to do. If, if, if you go too long without not enjoying what you do, then change it. Now, obviously, you're in school. You're not working full-time. You don't have control over what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy. You might not enjoy school, but you're going through the motion. But find that one thing you do enjoy, whether it is an extracurricular activity, a sport, Maybe you have a passion project or a side hustle you really want to start. Outside of school, start something that you enjoy and that you look forward to. Because guess what? When you grow older and you have that nine-to-five job or you have work that 85% of people do not like the work that they do, people go through that motion of being depressed and being a robot and just doing things in motion without enjoying it. If you go through more than a few weeks of not enjoying what you want to do, then you have to reevaluate what you're doing. I reevaluated what I was doing. I remember I used to be making YouTube channels just to try to become popular. And then I was in the shower and I thought to myself, this is not what I really enjoy doing, which is why I 
created this podcast around teenage mental health, which is why I'm writing a book called Never Fight Alone. And and I'm interviewing these different influencers who have gone through these struggles and I'm inspiring other people to get over their struggles. That's really what I want to do. And it's coming easy for me. Tip number three is extremely, extremely important. Enjoy the small moments with people. When I look back um, and I reflect on, you know, my fraternity brothers who passed away, I don't, what I remember are the small things that I did with them that lasted maybe 10 to 15 minutes. Anywhere from three o'clock in the morning, going to Walmart with one of them and him um, riding the automatic uh, carts at Walmart, going around Walmart. That was fun. And anywhere from uh, playing video games with another fraternity brother. And it's just so many small moments I had with those people that in that moment you think it's not a big deal. You don't have to have like a birthday party. You don't have to be um, at a big event to enjoy with people. Enjoying a small moment with people could be as much as an intimate conversation that lasted 10 minutes to try to get to know someone. I used to, like, every time I'm in the moment with someone and I'll say, oh, I could be doing something else. I could be doing homework. I could be doing work. I could be writing my book. I stopped myself and I said, you know what? Let me just enjoy the presence because I'm going to look back at this moment and say, remember when this happened? And at that time, I could be thinking about all the million different things I could be doing, but I'm not doing it. Instead, I'm enjoying that present moment. If you are someone who just experienced the death of a loved one, look, I've been there. I haven't experienced a family death, and I'm sure a family member dying is a different experience than a friend dying. But how to cope with it is very similar. Uh, I will give you three tips that's worked for me. Might not work for everyone, but it's definitely uh, worked for me. And I'm not giving you professional advice. I'm just letting you know what's worked for me. Uh, Tip number one is let yourself grieve. We try to hide our emotions through different addictions when someone passes away or something bad happens. You might hide yourself with drugs and alcohol. You might start becoming like a workaholic or trying to prove something to the world after an incident. Uh, Other things might happen. You might, you know, get rid of all their pictures and all the memories from it. But let yourself cry. Let yourself go through those emotions because if you don't let yourself go through those emotions right now, it's going to haunt you later on and you're going to be uh, bothered up and it's going to affect you five to 10 years from there. So let yourself go through the emotions. Don't, you know, look at the, look at all the different memories you've had with that person and let yourself Uh, relive those moments because that's just all part of the grieving process. Number two, find a good support system. A good support system will take you a long way. Whether uh, it's finding other people like your family members or friends who also cared about that person, you have them. When I lost my fraternity brothers, our fraternity stayed together. I think that's the closest our fraternity brothers have been after that whole 
car accident. It was like we were a close knit of people that we were there for the family members, we were there for each other, and we got over the whole grieving process by just being with each other. If there are no other, if you don't have any common friends with that person, you know, your family members are there. Go, um, go to professional, uh, go to counseling. You have so many ways, online community of people. There's online communities of people who also lost loved ones. So you're never alone in the grieving process. You have a best friend. If your best friend is really your best friend, he or she will always be there for you. Number three, find a positive outlet. A positive outlet could be exercising, meditating, journaling, spending small moments with family, finding a, a passion project, enjoying experiences by yourself that you've never done before. Because when you're going, when you're getting over a death of a loved one, it's never easy, which is why you should find things you enjoy doing and that's going to help you feel better. That's not drugs or alcohol or hanging out with the small crowd, um, the wrong crowd. Losing a loved one, not easy. One of the hardest things I've ever had to go through, go through. But as cliche as it sounds, time will heal everything. You're not going to get over that person overnight. In fact, it took me a very long time to actually talk about the story without getting sad. And it took me eight or nine months to even drive on the highway after the accident happened. And even when I did drive on the highway, I was very cautious about it. That's how bad it affected me. But I will tell you this. Everything does happen for a reason. I'm a strong believer. That's one of my core principles. Everything happens for a reason, whether it's bad or good. You might not think that, which is okay. You might wake up 10 years from now and said, why did this happen? But you have a decision to make. You have a decision to make to, hey, is this going to affect me? negatively for the rest of my life or is this gonna i'm gonna eventually get over this and make some type of positive impact on the world and it's maybe a time where you can reflect on your own life where you can reflect and say hey am i enjoying life or am i just going through the day-to-day activities without feeling any emotion or always feeling sad and depressed and anxious So you have a decision to make. Whatever happened was bad. Whether it's your brother, your sister, um, your parents, your friends, your teacher. It's, you're not going to get over it, but you should definitely reflect on your own life and see, you know what? Am I truly happy? And if you're truly happy, then continue what you're doing. But if you're not, then maybe this was a wake-up call to say, hey, life is too short, and I should do what I love to do, and I should experience things I've always wanted to experience, and I should be nice to people, and I should enjoy the small moments with my friends and family members. And that's what life is really all about. It's just, just enjoying the small things, and that took me a long time to actually learn, and I'm still trying to learn it to its full potential. But guess what? 
we're all in this together. People die every day and death is probably the hardest thing to get over. But just remember, never be afraid to reach out for help or to, for someone to talk to, which is why I opened my, I just recently opened my Instagram close friends group. And this is for anyone who wants to reach out to me and ask me any questions. And I'm going to share more in-depth experiences and lessons I've learned throughout my life in this Instagram close friends group. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, and my handle name is at Shloma Solson, uh, follow me, DM me, saying you want to join this close friends group, and I'm more than welcome to add you. And just I just want us as a community to keep moving forward and to keep fighting and just enjoy every single moment of life. Thank you.